welcome back. Let's Get Physical Therapy is an educational podcast brought to you by MedStar Health and hosted by me, physical therapist Becca Schumer. I will be sharing the mic with tons of healthcare professionals with the goal of educating and inspiring fellow PTs and future PTs. We hope you find this both informative and inspirational, ultimately optimizing how we treat our patients and grow as professionals. Please enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, I'm excited to host Dr. Kelly Ryan, who is board certified in family medicine and was fellowship trained in primary care sports medicine with additional certification of qualification for care for the athletic population. Dr. Ryan specializes in treating concussions, orthopedic injuries, injury prevention, nutrition, and training needs of athletes. She is co-medical director of the Horseman's Health Program at Maryland Racetracks, where she provides on-site medical care for the jockeys and horsemen, including but not limited to acute and chronic injury care and prevention, as well as assistance with mental health concerns. In addition to providing care for all at the racetrack, Dr. Ryan treats family medicine, sports medicine, and non-surgical orthopedic patients at the MedStar Franklin Square Family Health Center, MedStar Franklin Square Orthopedic Institute, and MedStar Urgent Care, and teaches residents as sports medicine faculty, part of the MedStar Franklin Square Family Medicine Residency Program. She is also an associate professor at Georgetown Medical School, team physician for Towson University College, former team physician for the professional indoor arena football team, the Baltimore Brigade, and assistant team physician for the Baltimore Orioles. Dr. Ryan is definitely an expert on PPE. She performs a lot of them. You will hear from the get-go just how passionate she is about what she does. She brings the energy. She is awesome. So let's jump in and learn about PPEs. Dr. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We are going to get into pre-participation exams. For some reason, I always want to say pre-participation physicals. Just sounds, I don't know. I like that one better too. Don't worry. Awesome. But before we get into this topic, I love to hear how our guests get into their field. So how did you get into the field of medicine? So I was actually a gymnast um, at a pretty young age and I um, was tumbling on the cement too much and had a had a knee injury and I went to go see an, a sports medicine doctor and um, I don't know in the third grade I thought hey isn't that the coolest job in the world uh, to take care of athletes and I just always loved how the body moves and you know learning I always loved working out and so really I mean honestly since since the third grade every test I ever took or everything I ever did I always just knew I, that's what I wanted to do. Right to the point. That's pretty uh, straightforward journey, huh? Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel fortunate that I that, you know, I had a vision for so long that I I never really felt like I was lost, which was, you know, always had a goal in mind. I, I can relate to that ever since high school. I wanted to be a PT and I always had friends that had no clue what they want to do. I still have friends that don't know what they're like passionate about. And I just I can't imagine having that mindset. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to jump into PPEs and why yeah. we do them? All right. Actually, it's uh, I've I've had three nights of PPEs this week. Sweet. So you should be like primed to talk yeah. about this. Why do we do these, Dr. Ryan? So the reason that we do pre-participation exams is really to try to capture those very small handful of patients that you know might not be ready to play sports or might need further evaluation before going to sports. Like our job is to make sure that that when kids or athletes are competing, that, that they're healthy. And really ultimately we're trying to prevent sudden cardiac death 
or, you know, really traumatic situations out on the field um, that could potentially be prevented. And this is not like a big, like we call it an exam, but it's actually more of a screen, right? Correct. Yeah, it has a lot to do with taking a good history, um, you know, family history, as well as, you know, how has it been since you've been playing sports for the couple, the past couple weeks slash years? You know, um, how do you feel out on the field? Um, we also talk about their previous injuries, making sure that they've recovered from that, making sure that they got the physical therapy that they needed or they felt like, you know, that there wasn't any lingering issues that we could help them with, um, making sure that they don't have, you know, a number of concussions that might be too many than, you know, some might think are are safe or, or healthy for them. And and so we do a, the other, the other reason that we do pre-participation physicals and exams is to gather information for the coaches, for the teams, um, you know, which kids are asthmatics, which kids need refills of their inhalers, which kids need EpiPens on the sideline. Um, is there someone who we should be more aware of when we're talking about hydration? Is there someone that maybe has sickle cell trait that we shouldn't be pushing as hard as some of the other kids? Um, a whole num- a whole number of things. Anyways, essentially the bottom line is just making sure kids are safe out there and making sure that we're prepared for whatever comes along. Is there like a record for how fast a doctor can perform a PPE? I feel like you should have like an Olympics for that. <laughs> um, I hear it in my sleep. All those questions, we call them um, the AHA questions or the American Heart Association, you know, trying to capture um, those kids that have you know, cardiac symptoms and things like that. And I, I do, I hear them in my sleep sometimes, but <laughs> I can perform my part of the physical, including a good history and physical in six minutes. That's impressive. All right. So you got into some of the questions. We're going to dive into also a little more what you'd get into when you're doing PPEs. So I'm sure you do these for many different sports across the line. So how might a PPE change depending on like sports or which sport specific? Gosh, there's a there's a number of things, but when we do have um, when we have different athletes, we can certainly tailor our questions um, to you know to their particular sport. Um, as some of you may know, I take care of a lot of jockeys, and so I'll spend a little bit more more time on their nutrition and how their weights are, and um, you know what their exercise routine is um, to prepare them. And then for some of our other sports, you have to be careful about you know whether or not their vision is good enough, whether or not they have history of seizure disorders because maybe they shouldn't be diving um, or doing swimming sports, um, whether or not they have like a single organ um, because if they only have one kidney and they're playing football and they get tackled and something happens to that one single kidney, um, then they're left with nothing. And so that can really impact, that can really impact their lives as well. So we have to take all of that into account when, when we're doing our um, our physicals and we really like to try to tailor it to their specific sport and to that specific athlete. I think that that's definitely one of the benefits of having primary care sports medicine doctors, people who specialize in taking care of athletes, um, really performing these exams, unless you're able to, of course, have your primary care doctor who has been taking care of you since you were born um, do that for you. Yeah. What about, I know years ago, I recall there being little controversy on whether athletes should have a baseline EKG. Where are we at with that? Yeah, you know, that's really, um, it's really still a hot debate. The problem with having EKGs on everyone is one, you have to have someone to read them. 
and it costs money to have an EKG. Um, sometimes these families are just doing whatever they can to get by, and so that might be a high cost. Um, if the EKG and the EKG isn't just another screening tool, right? It's not a perfect, not a perfect test. Sometimes it might read a little bit abnormal, but that doesn't necessarily really mean that it could potentially, you know, that, that someone's going to have some type of sudden cardiac death or, you know, that, that there's really something wrong with their heart. Um, and so then you have to think about all the money that goes along with the follow-up to see a cardiologist. You're taking the kid out of sport. Um, typically, if you have an abnormal EKG, you absolutely need to have an echocardiogram, which is, again, another expensive tool um, for evaluating someone's heart. And so, you know, it's just not, um, I mean, it, maybe we should be doing that for everybody, but you have to, it's just not practical um, for everyone. And so a lot of our higher level teams, um, as well as our college athletes, we actually do require that they have an EKG um, when they first come in. And then they have the means to be able to provide further follow-up, right? It's terrible to provide a test for someone and say that it's abnormal and not be able to provide them with any resources or solutions, um, you know, to a possible false positive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you mentioned earlier some reasons why you might hold an athlete out. You know, that's a big concern of an athlete going to these PPE. What am I going to tell the doctor and what are they going to hold me out for? Because obviously the, the purpose of this is to screen and make sure there's nothing that that makes the athlete at risk to participate, right? So what are yeah. some other reasons you might hold someone out? Well, when athletes come in and, um, you know, if they've had a concussion that they haven't been fully recovered from, we might have them make sure that they do their return to play before they come back. If they had like an orthopedic injury and they haven't followed up with their specialist or they haven't, um, you know, they just finished their physical therapy, but they really haven't been um, doing any type of running or jumping or anything yet. I don't want them going back to full practice. We want to slowly progress them. Um, concerning cardiac symptoms or respiratory symptoms, like if they're complaining about exertional chest pain or chest pain and feeling like they're going to pass out when they're exercising. I mean, that's probably one of the most difficult things to talk about in pre-participation physicals, because I mean, part of it is if, is if you're never short of breath and you're never like feeling like you're about to pass out, are you really working hard enough, right? As an athlete, um, but trying to tailor and trying to like tease out exactly what is normal versus what's concerning. Um, and so if there are any really bad symptoms, like a kid is really having chest pain or, or feeling unusually lightheaded or something like that, then that absolutely has to be evaluated. And it's really to protect them and to make sure that they're healthy. Um, our goal is not to keep athletes out of sports. As a matter of fact, I want them to go, I'm probably want them to go back more than most other doctors. You know, we just want them to go back healthy. So when we pick up on these types of things, we do everything in our power to try to help to facilitate them to get to where they need to go. And we try to tell them, listen, this isn't this isn't me telling you that you can't ever play sports. This is just saying that we need to make sure that you're OK um, to play sports and hopefully we'll get this all figured out. That's why we like to do them before, like about a month before um, they're actually due. So in case something does need to be followed up with, that we have time to do that. Yeah, one area we had previously talked about that I want to get into is also mental health and where that fits into the screening and how if you're just popping into a school that you're not familiar with so these athletes are all new to you how do you get them comfortable enough to speak about this topic well to be honest with you like as a sports medicine doctor I feel like 
because we've worked with so many athletes, you know, this isn't really new to us. Um, and so once you gain an athlete's trust and they understand that you're there to help them, um, I feel like they tend to open up pretty well, even maybe sometimes more than in my regular family medicine practice. Um, but you have to think that a lot of times, uh, again, families are very busy. There's a lot of kids that are playing sports. Their grandparents are taking them to their parents are working two or three jobs. Um, you know, it can be really difficult. And sometimes the pre-participation physicals that we have in the community are the only time that they see a doctor. Right. And so even though it doesn't necessarily directly correlate with their, you know, their sports history or whatever, it certainly affects them in their life. And it might be the only time that, that, something like this might be captured. So we try to kind of ask them about how they're feeling and whether or not they have some anxiety or depression. Um, and you can kind of pick up, you know, being hinted some of these things. And sometimes maybe they're just waiting for someone to ask them. Um, but it's important for them. And, you know, sports are tough, right? Like it's very competitive. And especially coming from one school and starting a new school, you know, when, when our college athletes just come from, uh, from high school, right? They were the best on their team. They were probably the team captain. Um, and now they're coming to another team where it's brand new for them. Um, their schoolwork is going to get harder for them. They, they're, they moved away from their family. They're just adjusting to life. And it's a, it's a lot. Um, and, you know, performance also is impacted by how their mood is, right? So we want them to do well. Um, and we want them to be happy at their school and at their sport. Um, and so we we try to touch on that when we can. And I might not have like a huge conversation with them at that time. But if I pick up on something, I say, hey, you know, why don't you just come back and see me? Let's talk. Yeah. How do you do that in your head? Like, hey, how do you remember all these things? Because you're doing it in six minutes and you're going athlete, athlete, athlete. So are you like mentally taking notes? OK, like this athlete, there are some red, red flags. Are you like jotting some stuff down? Like, OK, this needs to follow up this one. And so like what happens in your head as you're doing this? How do you organize that? And then once you have this information, where do you go? Uh, you know, sometimes I do wonder, you know, going room from room to room. You know, sometimes I'll see 30, 30 to 60 kids like in in a day by myself. And I, I tease my my um my colleagues, I say, I'm pretty sure that I do more physicals in the month of July and August than you guys do like in the entire year. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's something that's learned. It's, it's a, I guess it's a, um, I guess it's kind of like an art, right. But we're just so, we're just so seasoned to, we're so conditioned. That's the word I was looking for. We're so conditioned to do this. Um, that, you know, at this point in my life, after doing, having done this for many years, I have a I have a good way of going in, reviewing their history, being able to ask them the questions while listening to their heart and lungs kind of in a tandem way, um, being able to kind of read the athlete, um, kind of talk to them about, hey, did you hear like Simone Biles is coming back? Like, isn't that exciting? And, you know, kind of getting them to to feel more comfortable in the room with me so that, you know, they they will talk to me if, if they need to. Um, so being able to be personable, um, but efficient, but thorough um, is is just, again, a learned skill. Makes sense. When you're say so again, like once you have this information, tell you on like which level of sport, like I'm guessing high school, college, professional, it's kind of different. But who is this information shared with and what do you do with that once you have the physical completed? 
Well, that can be a little bit challenging sometimes. And one of your other questions you would ask is how do you keep it all straight? Well, you know, like um, for our physicals, if, if I have if I have some that need to be followed up, it's really nice to have our athletic trainers like at our college setting. Right. I just immediately walk over to them, tell them what my concerns are. They put it on their list and they take care of it. Once they get the information they need, they come back to me. Um, for our community physicals that aren't really my patients, um, I just make notes of it and I try to reach out to their primary care doctor if possible or, you know, just jot down their information and, and give them a call in a couple of days to make sure that everything was taken care of. Um, so, uh, again, that's that's one of the ways that that I do it. I, I'm sorry, I forget your other question. Oh, oh, oh how do we how do we do that? So um, it, it can be challenging, you know, like in high school. Um, a lot of them don't actually, actually in some college too, they don't even fill out their own paperwork. So like the questions about, do you have chest pain, shortness of breath or passing out with exercise, right? The parents may have filled out their paperwork for them. So I always make sure to ask them those questions. Um, and sometimes stuff comes up and their parents are like, you are, you did, you never told me that. Um, and so I like for parents to be in there for our younger, um, physicals. For our college physicals, it's um, sometimes I'll invite the parents in if they're less than 18 or even if they're older than 18 and they still want their parents to be involved. I'm always happy to have them. Um, you know, it's, it's important that, that they both hear it, especially if something's wrong. Right. I want to make sure that, that the parents are aware what my concern is and that the kids aren't just blowing it off. And college and professional athletes, are, what information is being shared. Is anything going to the coach? Is is it just athletic trainer? The, as far as like privacy and, and, you know, these athletes are being vulnerable with you and sharing things that they probably don't want their coaches to know. So how much information is being passed along? Well, that certainly is tricky. Um, and it, it varies from, it, it varies from level to level. Um, I mean, obviously, unfortunately in the professional setting, we have to, um, there, there is information that is public knowledge. Um, I will say that I certainly will never talk about anything, um, you know, you know, until it's well, I don't I won't even. What we like to tell our athletes is that, you know, our door is shut and it's really nice that we're not actually employees of the um, we're not employees of the team. We're actually employees of MedStar and there's a contract with the team. Right. So. Our priority is the health of that particular athlete. Um, to be honest with you, I don't talk to too many coaches. We allow the, um, the, the athlete to be able to communicate that. And if the athlete tells us that it's okay to speak to the coach, I certainly am happy to if that's what, what they wish. Um, but And there's been a, a dozen times that I close the door and say, listen, you know, um, this, is, this is me and you, right? This is me and you here. I'm here to help you. Um, and a lot of times that takes a big weight off of their shoulders. Um, if it does become an issue, like when it actually becomes um, like a, a, a health concern or a safety concern for them, sometimes we will just have to write a note that says patient due to medical condition, patient is unable to participate in sports at this time. Um, but I don't necessarily have to go into details. And we try to protect the, the patient's privacy as much as possible. Yeah. Is there anything we did not cover about PPEs that you think is important for us as physical therapists, PT students, any healthcare providers listening in? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the other part about pre-participation physicals is also um, 
education, right? So educating patients um, while they're there, like, hey, you know, if something happens, if you get an injury, you know, you can come and see me. Um, I just want to let you know that if someone gets a concussion, you know, that I'm here and I'm available um, to, to help take care and manage that. Um, as physical therapists, for our, um, for our physicals, we actually have our physical therapists who do uh, flexibility screening and functional movement screening. And that's super helpful because they're able to provide the athletes with some exercises or things to do um, to try to prevent any significant injuries. Um, and then the other thing that we also do when I see my athletes in July, I'm like, hey, remember, you know, practice is coming up and just like a month. Have you been running? Have you started working out? Right. Because we don't want the kids to just go in not having done anything over the summer, come in in a hot, you know, in a hot season um, and do terrible or pass out or have heat stroke or, or anything like that because they're not prepared for their season. So there's a lot of opportunities at pre-participation physicals. I pick up a lot of patients this way as well, too. You know, maybe they feel a connection with me or, you know, maybe they like that I specialize in sports medicine. They feel like I understand them more than others. Um, and so, yeah, I have I pick up a lot of I pick up a lot of patients. I give out a lot of cards around this time. I'm not surprised. They're very easy to get along with. <laughs> but to your but point, yeah, I think as physical therapists, right? I mean, what do you guys do for pre-participation physicals? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's cool when we get to be involved in this because we can identify any risk factors. And I, I don't like the injury risk prevention. I don't like that, I like injury risk reduction. But we can identify if there's some asymmetries or if they, like you said, if they had a prior injury, um, is there a muscular difference in strength side to side? And are these things that we can work on? As you said, you could try to do these a month in advance. So are there stuff we can implement now to hopefully allow them to participate at the best that they can and reduce their risk of getting injured and going into your office. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I appreciate job security or whatever, but still. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I was a college athlete and I hate it doing the PPEs. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, are they going to find something? But I, I feel like it's changed a little bit, you know, it was just like, go, 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 go. So I feel like you yeah. create a nice, safe environment to have that honors conversation. And I appreciate that in you. I, I may have, I may have not necessarily cheated my way through some of my PPEs, but yeah, um, I, I always got really nervous at the eye exam because when you'd have to like put your hand over your one eye and you take it off and your vision was all blurry and everyone's standing behind you and you're like, oh my gosh, can I see those letters? You know? <laughs> Um, that was my that was my hate about, you know, pre-participation physicals. But as a doctor, I mean, yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, by the time that I see 30 to 60 kids in a very short period of time and I ask the same questions over and over and over and I do all this education, I am completely like my brain is just exhausted. Um, but actually, at the end of the day, it's one of my favorite parts about my job because I love when like you have new athletes that are coming in that have never played sports before and they're so excited to join the team or they're, you know, they've been not doing anything all summer and they're ready to go back and see their friends or they're really doing well in their sport. Um, I really like meeting the new college students that are coming in and I'm always like, well, you know, if anything, if you need anything, I'm always here on Wednesdays, like come and see me. You have medical providers here now. Um, you know, it's one of the best parts about being in college sports is you have, I actually, I love, I love meeting the athletes um, during this time. And I think it's just 
really fun. And it just reminds us of why we do our job. It's just because, you know, exercise is good and sports are fun. Um, and it, you know, it, it's a good feeling. I don't think there's any better way to wrap up this topic than than that. <laughs> any, any any other last minute thoughts on PPEs that you want to share with the podcast world? No, no, no. But, you know, come find me if you need your PPE done. <laughs> we will do that. We'll, we'll put your information in the description. But we like to end our episodes asking favorite quotes. So what is a favorite quote that moves you, drives you, inspires you? It doesn't have to be medicine related, but what's your favorite quote? Um, I would always say that if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. And I feel like that's, that's how I live my life. Um, I love everything I do. And, and people are always saying, why do you work so much? You know, you're a crazy person, um, you know, because I'm at games on the nights and I'm doing pre-participation physicals. And, you know, I work in orthopedics and I work in family medicine. I teach with the residency program and I work at urgent care centers. I work here at the racetrack. I work with the Orioles um, and every single one of my jobs is my favorite job. And, you know, it's just it's an honor and a privilege to be able to, you know, get paid to to watch sports and to be involved with these teams. And, um, you know, it's just a very it's just a really excellent job. And, you know, having having work with people who are so motivated, you know, like our runners that that love running and they're so passionate about running or or athletes that have worked so hard to get to where they are to, you know, to be in the major leagues or, you know, to, to finally get to the college that they wanted and knowing that they have aspirations of being a sports medicine doctor or a physical therapist and helping them along the way. I mean, everyone's always, again, they're always like, why do you, why do you work so much? And, and I'm just like, it's just, it's just not work. It's what I enjoy. It's my life. And that's just how it is. You know, I don't, I don't feel bad for myself or I don't, you know, I love it. And so I would recommend anybody that's, that's looking into, you know, doing something, you know, do what you love and, and be passionate about it. And then, you know, again, you never wake up and feel like, you know, like you have to go to work. You just are excited to be wherever you are. I love it. Welcome to Dr. Kelly Ryan's TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dr. Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, You just Um, list all the things that you do, but what's a a streamlined way that people can get in with you if they're interested or want to know more? So I'm primarily at, at MedStar Franklin Square Medical Center. I'm part of the the family medicine faculty, but I also see, um, I also can get referrals for sports medicine patients um, in the orthopedic institute at Franklin Square. Is there a good number that we can reach you at? It's 877-346-7846. And that's at Franklin Square. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Yeah, Great to talk with you. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Let's Get Physical Therapy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PT. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review so we can reach more listeners just like you. As always, we appreciate your time and hope you join us for our next episode.